0: Hi, this is Amber, and you're listening to Amber on Podcast. Hi, hello, and welcome to episode number 74 of Amber on Podcast. Thank you for joining me. Today, I'm covering things that I desperately need to learn for myself. These are big life lessons and ideas I am just beginning to crack open and explore in my life. And I am thrilled to bring you along on my journey of becoming a better human who does more good. Today's episode could not come at a more perfect time. Sometimes the world gives you exactly. What you need when you need it. This is one of those times. The thing is, we also have to be ready and available to listen to the feedback and insight we are getting from the world. Sometimes the messages are delivered in unclear ways. To master our intuition, and live up to our full potential. We have to pay attention to what we are feeling and why we are feeling it. Being present in the moment is most of the battle for me to get my mind to quiet the thoughts of my past or my plans for the future and and just be, just just be with my boyfriend, just be at the dinner table, just be at the park. Eliminating all other thoughts and just focusing on what is right in front of me. It sounds easy, but it can be incredibly difficult. Most of us have thoughts that infiltrate our lives at any given moment and send us on a downward spiral away from the moment we are actually living in. I have felt this spiral many times, which is why I am thrilled to share this important message with you today. Today, we are talking about emotional wounds, how to heal them, and how my personal struggles with my emotional wounds have held me back. Also, we'll talk about the effects of loneliness, how to get out of feeling lonely, and how to heal from failure. If you haven't yet, please take a moment to subscribe to the show. You'll get a weekly dose of solutions and tools to help you lead a more joyful, informed, and meaningful life. Every Thursday, I release a new episode that is aimed at doing more good, and I would love to have you join me. So, let's start the show. Dr. Guy Winch is a psychologist, author, speaker, and advocate for integrating the science of emotional health into our daily lives. Dr. Winch has two TED Talks with over 13 million views, and his books have been translated to 26 other languages. His message is all about how to heal emotional distress so that we can think creatively and function in ways that add value to our lives. Emotional wounds aren't like other wounds. We can't cover it with a Band-Aid and wait for it to heal. Emotional wounds linger. They can't be solved with a Band-Aid or a cast. We have to remember, we have to repair these wounds in a different way. A way that will allow us to be free from these wounds and their impact on our lives. Dr. Winch sees patients who have emotional wounds like rejection, failure, or loneliness. These are wounds that hurt and something that will get worse if it's not treated. It's not addressed. When we experience emotional wounds, our initial reaction is to brush it off, move forward. It's a bias we all have toward emotional wounds. We don't like to focus on them or give them any extra attention. We just want to move forward to make sure they don't impact us in ways that are detrimental. The truth is, we have a finite amount of emotional and intellectual resources. Emotional distress of any kind takes up an enormous amount of energy, leaving less for us to use for work, to be more productive, to build better relationships, and to have the impact we want to have. When we are in emotional distress, when we are worried, hurt, angry, fearful, when we feel these things, it impacts our ability to think, to process, to think creatively and to function in basic ways. This is something we want to be aware of so we can address it for ourselves. The emotional distress that you feel will negatively affect the rest of your life and the relationships that you have. I have experienced this firsthand. I have seen the negative effects play out in my life because of the emotional wounds that I harbor in myself. These are wounds from childhood, from adulthood, from past jobs or relationships. Things I have carried around and not dealt with. And this is common. Most people don't like to deal with their emotional wounds. Why? Because it's hard. To deal with emotional wounds, you're going to have to be emotionally uncomfortable. It's comfortable to avoid, to withdraw, to not address things. You have to be able to tolerate it and believe that it is worth it in order to get through it. To have the self-compassion to get the answers and growth you need to get better and live a more fulfilled, happier life. Self compassion was something I lacked. I never gave myself the time to deal with my emotional wounds. I never loved myself enough to want to get over it, to want to do the work to live a better life. I had to suck it up and face the demons that I have collected and harbored for decades, to let them all out and review them think about them, process them. This work is not done for me. I am a constant work in progress. I am always under construction, building and repairing. I do the work because the relationships in my life matter, because I want to be the best person I can be for the people I love. Because I don't just want to talk the talk. I want to walk the walk. I want to be the change I want to see in the world. In order to do that, I have to get uncomfortable. I have to look at things and talk about things I don't want to look at or talk about. I have to. Because this life is short and the people you love could be taken from you at any moment. Don't you want to be the best for them? Don't you want to be the best for yourself? You deserve to live a good life that's not hindered by the emotional wounds of your past. But this takes work. You have to start talking about these wounds, bringing them out into the light to deal with them, instead of brushing them under the rug, like I did. For so long, life is precious. And I received a couple of reminders this week that made me stop and evaluate how I'm feeling about what I am doing and the people I'm spending time with. It made me take stock of the people I love most, and the last time I spoke to them or made an effort to go and see them. So many people are lonely in this interconnected world of social media and follows and likes. Many people are missing the key element to life, connectedness and feeling connected. We need good, prolonged connections to lead a good life, to lead the life we want, and to be happy. Yet, so many of us miss out on these opportunities to connect, or we don't prioritize connection in our lives. I am guilty of this too, and now I know why. Dr. Winch says that loneliness is defined as feeling disconnected from those around you emotionally and socially. It is completely subjective. People can feel loneliness and not even realize that's what they are feeling. They think they are connecting on social media, but it doesn't replace real-life interaction. There's a well-known study proving that social media makes you depressed. But there are two ways to look at this. Dr. Winch explains that, If you are using social media more actively, you are less likely to become more depressed than if you are using social media more passively and looking and scrolling through, not liking anything. You are more at risk for feeling depressed or lonely because you're not really engaging. Another important note is that when we are feeling lonely, we are very risk adverse, so we are more likely to just scroll. Loneliness creates two distortions to our perception. Number one, when we are lonely, we minimize the people who love us, we experience the people around us as caring less about us than they actually do. This has been true for me, for sure. During my depressed times or hard or sad times, I have felt this minimizing of my relationships. I also got really paranoid about the relationships I had and if they were real or if the person was talking bad about me or like secretly disliking me. The second distortion that loneliness creates is it makes us devalue our relationships. We think, Um, that relationship doesn't matter that much or it's not really worth it to reach out. And we are already risk adverse because we are lonely. We don't want to set ourselves up for rejection. This traps people and makes the loneliness prolong. Dr. Winch gives great advice here. He says to get out of loneliness, you have to take action. You have to reach out, and you have to initiate the contact, even if you feel that they're not interested or not likely to respond. The problem is, when you feel lonely, you're likely to reach out in a way that's too self-deprecating, too hostile. Why haven't I heard from you in a month? Or, you probably don't have time for me. This is not helpful. This is not helpful. A helpful tip is to add emojis. Emojis are very helpful when it comes to texting. They can change the tone in a significant way and act as an aid for you to convey your message more accurately. So the person on the other end is more likely to understand your tone. If you send a text that says, I haven't seen you in a month, versus sending a text that says, I haven't seen you in a month with a smiley face at the end. It looks less accusatory. Look at the communication, not how you are interpreting it, but how it could be interpreted. Because we misinterpret these things all the time. Before you send the text, before you reach out, Think of the last time you hung out with the person and wait until there's a smile on your face and then text them when you are in that emotion and feeling that feeling. The same thing with your partner. Get close to them. Grab their hand and say, let's watch this together. Initiate, initiate, initiate. Ask questions get deeper, and start to forge those connections in a different way. It's up to you, dear listeners, to defeat loneliness. You have to have meaningful connections. It starts with you. You have to initiate. I say this because I want you to remember it, but also as a reminder to myself, I've fallen into this loneliness trap and it has taken months for me to reach out and connect with people I value in my life. Don't let another day go by where you are feeling lonely, where you are feeling like you want to connect but not sure how, or maybe you're too scared to make the first move. We aren't guaranteed tomorrow. The opportunity to connect with the people in your life, it has an expiration date. Don't wait until it's too late. Make the first move. Be brave. Be yourself. Now, let's talk about failure. Dr. Winch describes how we can heal from failure and move forward with purpose and compassion. The truth is, we fail all the time. When we are kids growing up, failure is how we learn. Failure is welcome. But as adults, when we fail, we fail to get the promotion or fail to get the funding or fail to meet the weight loss goal. There's a big consequence that happens. The more meaningful the failure, the more meaningful the consequence. These consequences can undermine our intelligence and our capability because when we fail at something, we automatically think that we're not good at that thing. We are not good enough, not tough enough, not smart enough, which is not true. One massive failure doesn't transform you into a lazy troll. It's just an experience one we can learn and grow from. This happens to everyone. No one is immune to the consequences of failure and the feelings that failure impose. Science proves this. There was a study done where they gave college students a series of four-letter anagrams. And these anagrams seemed possible, but they were actually impossible to solve. Next, they gave these same students a different series of anagrams that were very possible to solve, but they failed at all of them. Why did they fail at these easy anagrams? Because the first experience taught them, I'm not good at this. I can't do this. So, They weren't able to access the intellectual resources to master a task that is very much within their ability. Failure dumbs us down and makes us feel inadequate. The research proves that 80% of people feel powerless and helpless after experiencing failure. When you are a student in school and you get a bad grade in a class, it doesn't say anything about your intellectual ability. It only says something about your system of studying not being sufficient. We tend to take this personally when what we need to do is look at our approach and figure out what we need to do differently to achieve the success we want. Dr. Winch says most of us want to do the same thing, but harder study harder, train harder. Email harder. But it's not effort that's the issue. There is something about your process that you need to do differently. Analyze what happened like a detective. Don't take it personally. A detective wouldn't be upset that there's a mess of blood on the floor and bullet holes in the wall. They just note it. You need to note it in the same way. Note it. In a way that's not self-critical, because that will distract you from what actually happened. I promise there is always a way around a hurdle. You just have to define what the hurdle is and then brainstorm how you get around it. Failure is an opportunity to grow and become a better person. One of my favorite stories from Sarah Blakely, who invented Spanx, is when she was a kid, every night at the dinner table, her dad would ask her and her siblings, What did you fail at today? This made them comfortable with failure, with talking about failure and overcoming failure. Failure is not your enemy, failure is your friend. I know it seems counterintuitive but it's true the biggest failures in my life have led to the biggest growth so I like to celebrate my failures and talk openly about them so people know where I have been and how I got here it's no secret the point of this show is to bring awareness and visibility to these issues so you don't have to suffer alone So you don't have to feel lonely. So you have the tools you need to live a better life and do more good for more people. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for listening. Now you know the importance of healing emotional wounds, how to avoid loneliness, and how to fail forward and with purpose. I have a confession. I have felt lonely over the last couple of years as I have done work on myself and changed my life and my values. It has been challenging in a way that has led to growth, but also in a way that's led to loneliness. I feel it, and I want to know how to feel less of it. That's why it brings me so much joy to share the solution with you you don't have to be lonely, dear listeners. Reach out. Be bold. Listen to the advice of Dr. Wench. And go check out his full interview on Quick Brain. I will link it in the show notes. If you are lonely or depressed, build yourself up and remind yourself of all the times you have had a good time and have felt a connection to someone. Get yourself pepped and amped so you can initiate and get yourself out of the loneliness or depression. Don't keep yourself caged in. Dream bigger for yourself. Don't downgrade your dreams to your current reality. Upgrade your dreams with your effort, your attitude, and skills. Upgrade to something you desire and something you deserve. This is your choice. Your life is happening now. It's not some future event. For all of the show notes and to sign up for exclusive updates from me, visit mytalkingdollars.com. If you haven't yet, Please go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. And please join me next week for another conversation about living your best life and doing more good. Thank you. Love you. Bye.